Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. Angela's back in the studio. Back in the studio. I'm here podcasting with my friend Heno. My name is Angela Freeman. Hi, Angela. We are in Haley, Idaho, which is close to Sun Valley. and Where the Big Allen and Company conference is going on. Oh, it's very exciting. We've got some serious power people in the house. I read the the elevator (laughs) at work with Michael Dell yesterday, and I had no idea who it was. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, we have some big wigs coming in. Yeah, luckily I was very cu- nice. Like I walked, it, there's no one ever around at work. So I right. walk in the elevator and I had, I think I was looking at my phone or whatever right. it was. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, oh, there's somebody in here with me. Oh, luckily and, you're very nice. And then I had that moment of like complete social anxiety. I was telling Brian about it last night on The Crazy Life. And I'm just like, you know, I rarely feel like that, but right. I'm in an elevator. And luckily, you know, I see he has an Allen & Company shirt. So I'm just like, hi, how are you enjoying the conference? You know, I got my hands full of filters. And, and, <laughs> and so I do this total small talk and the whole time. And uh, we get to the top floor. I was three floors up, and we're getting out. And he, on the way, uh, as I'm walking away, he says, "Thank you." And I th- and I think it was an honest, like you know, thank you for talking or being, you know, polite. And, right. You know what I mean? Like, because right. so many times we just sit in the elevator and it's like quiet. Yeah. Like I don't, ex- you know. And then later, as when I tell my GM, he's like, "Well, what unit was that?" And I told him, he says, "Oh yeah, that was Michael Dell." You know. Oh wow. I was like, "Oh wow, okay." okay. I'm glad I. Th- Turned on the customer service. There you go. Good job. So, yeah, so good job. I felt like a big goober. You, oh, for <laughs> heaven's sakes! It's good that you're friendly. You're living the, the. You're living what you're talking about. It's good. And speaking of talking about, we're coming at you with this podcast, trying to encourage you to um, explore new, healthy, fun ways to have more sustainable, healthy habits in your life, uh, whether those be uh, mental spiritual, emotional, food-related, exercise-related, you know, all that good stuff that makes your life better. I got great stuff. Hannah's got great stuff. Go. So I got a text message from our friend Stephanie out in uh, Pocatello. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Steph. So she has been working night shifts for a couple months now, and, and just she's just, you know, it's just kind of dark. It's, right. You know, puts her in a not-so-good mood. Right. And she said, I forgot how to be awesome. Had time to catch up on podcasts yesterday. It is amazing what that injection of positivity has done for me. I didn't realize how much I was missing it. Mm. I suck at expressing myself. I guess I'm trying to say thank you. Oh, Thank you for being awesome and letting me be awesome too. Oh, that's such a nice message. It's so hard. It's so hard on a night shift to stay in your zone. It's, you've got to kind of, it's kind of like, um, when you, you, you just kind of have to get your immune system kind of, you just kind of have to brace yourself and, and get ready because it's just a little harder. Yeah. Life's just a little harder when you're doing stuff like that. It's kind of like if you get, you know, if you're going to travel, 
um, you know, to a foreign country, like sometimes you have to get like shots to kind of protect yourself. Or if you're going to get on an airplane, even just within the United States, you kind of want to have your immune system. You want to have a good amount of sleep. You want to do some vitamin C. You want to just be ready because you're going to be more exposed to things. It's just sometimes things are harder. So it's a tough spot. And sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to yeah, write think, it out. I think usually it's just not as long. You know, right. the, the right. Hot, and I think it's like an even. It's like she has to work from three to ten at night or something like that or right. two to nine or something. But, you know, it disrupts the schedule. You know, she still does it's, some, It's just know. so contrary to our natural biopsychiatric rhythms that yeah. it can be really challenging if you're trying to eat healthy and be healthy and feel healthy and feel awesome. But yeah. not saying you can't do it, just saying that it's harder. So be prepared for that and yeah. then don't beat yourself up if it's hard. That's I, all. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's it means some people it's, are not going to be as sensitive to it. So, um, which is interesting because we talked about that in last week's podcast a little bit, how we naturally are born with a certain constitution, certain set of personality traits, certain ways. And some of that stuff is um, transformable. And some of it is just the way we are. And we need to kind of learn how to work with it rather than trying to change it. Yeah. You and know, that, yeah. we talked about that in last week's podcast. I thought that was good. And that's what we talk a lot about is just the the tools to to recognize when you're in that place. Right. And this was such a great thing to, you know, get this message saying, hey, and I listened. Yeah, that's And great. now I feel better. You know, my mom, I called my mom last night and she said, because she came and visited last weekend and we'd had a, a breakfast together and talked about some things that are going on with my dad. And because he's having some problems with his hip and he's just not moving around. And, oh, and you know, yeah. and it's like well, the, you're kind of you get a little concerned. Right. And so I, I was, you know, I just had a talk with my mom, you know, uh -huh. just just talking about stuff. And, and it's that's something that my mother and I have always been very open with each other. But we don't always have, you know, kind of life conversations all the time. And so I called her last night and she, I said, so how's it being back? And she's like, actually, it's been really great. And I really appreciate um, our, our talk. Oh, and it good. helped me immensely. And I just sat there. I was just like, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Because I was, I had a rough, I, my headache started on Thursday about mid-work day. And I'm just like, oh, get me through this day. Mm. And so to have that text and then at night to get that from my mother is like, you know, wow. Good. Love, love my life that I can be useful to other people, you know. so Good. I like that. That's and great. And then... We've got more people. I know. So Stephanie, the another Stephanie who's in Arizona, and she's my co-host for Gotham Lights, she did the superhero workout. Oh, awesome. And? She said she was just worked at the end of it, oh, <laughs> but she enjoyed good. it. And, and I didn't say anything about like, so did you get video yet? But, but hear that snake oil comic boys hear that. Yeah. So you yeah, guys that are just tuning it. in that don't know what we're talking about. Um, Heno and I recorded a superhero workout for the snake oil boys. It's on YouTube. And, um, I guess since we're talking about it again, Heno will link it onto this yeah, podcast. It's, it's too, if you want to check it out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Steph said she, 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 yeah, she, she texted me, she was going to the gym or whatever it was. And she said, will you send me that, the video again? So I sent her the video and she said, I did it all 10 reps each, Good. You know, all the cool. stuff and did all the things. And yeah, I thought it was, it was really cool. So, Hanno did a great job yeah. editing that. That was pretty fun. Cool. Yeah, it was okay. Fun. 
So, All right. Yeah. Good. So Love the news. Let, Love let, the little check-in. That's yeah, great. Let's get into this now. Okay. So um, before we start into, well, first of all, we're gonna, we've been talking about this and talking about this, and now it's finally here. We're going to talk about hunters and gatherers. But before we launch into hunters and gatherers, I want to just say a couple of things to all you non-believers, um, or maybe <laughs> just the, all you not quite convinceders, whatever, how that would say, word come out. Um, so, you know, particularly when we're in a masculine mindset and we tend to all be fairly masculine about when it comes to health and wellness, the feminine side is not as expressed in our society at this day and age as much as the masculine. We're very into what's on the label, how many calories are in this, how many calories did I burn, I'm wearing a heart rate monitor, how many minutes exactly do I need to work out, you know, these lint, how much do I weigh, how much should I weigh, how much should I eat, how much protein, how much. Those things, there's nothing wrong with any of that. It just is very masculine. Um, what do the scientists say? What do the scientific studies say? Did someone measure this out in a lab? Can you prove it to me? Um, those things are all very helpful and they're also can be very lopsided and very one-sided. And the problem with it is you're eliminating, if you need a scientist to tell you this has been proven, we can show you how it works in a lab you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff because some of the things that we're going to talk about next and some of the things that we talk about on this podcast, you just aren't going to find a scientific study on it. You might have something that's correlating it, but to be honest with you, most a lot of the scientific studies, there's got to be a reason and there's got to, the reason is going to be uh, someone can sell you something and make some money. And that's just not the case with some of the things that we talk about here. So yeah, especially when you're talking about, so how does it feel? Right. Right. Well, this feels good. Yeah, but it's not, it's not going to make us any money. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and then also it's subjective because just like we talked about last week, we came, we talked about um, Ayurveda a little bit in your uh, Prakriti, which is your constitution. That's going to affect different people differently, but it's going to be really hard to measure and a lot of stuff. So, so my suggestion is... Listen to a different episode. No, that's yeah. not it. My suggestion is see if you can stay open-minded and um, see how it feels. Um, yeah, yeah, see so if what, it lands. What, what, what am I not believing? Well, <laughs> well, we'll see what you're not believing. But I, when, when we talk about things like, okay, so last week when we talked about different models and different systems that we can use to learn more about ourselves, because I believe that the more we learn about ourselves – the easier it's going to be for us to make sustainable changes. If I know, oh, whoops, <laughs> I'm awesome. Stephanie, I'm awesome oh, too. I'm awesome. I get reminded of that every day when I get an email. Everything is uh, awesome. <laughs> um, you know, we talk about your Prakriti, you know, that's exactly how we come in. It's hard to measure that. Uh, we talk about astrology, you know, there's not scientific studies that are going to back up astrology. I don't think. Maybe there is. No. But <laughs> it's hard to discount if you have worked with a great astrologer how right they are. So science may not tell you that, but does that mean it's wrong? I no. guess that's what I'm trying that to say. That was the thing is, is that, and that's what we talked about last week, is finding sources of inspiration right. that help us learn something about ourselves. Right. So that when we do go forward with 
making new habits and sustainable solutions, either with our health, our eating, our just our headspace, whatever it is, that that we're coming from a point of knowledge and that we can be more effective in choosing what works for us. And that can be anything. It could be if you're open to it. If you're open to it. And if you're not open to it, that's totally cool, too. Um, Absolutely. The only, like I said in the beginning, the downfall of that is if you wait for science to catch up, you might be waiting a long time and you might miss some pretty cool tools. And the other problem with science is often the science doesn't agree with other science. Like all these guys in white coats, they don't necessarily agree with each other. And a lot of these studies have an agenda. Well, and they, the honest truth these days, and I, and I don't have the figures on the top of my head right now, but I read about this recently, is so when, when some sort of a study gets done, it gets published in a quote-unquote peer-reviewed journal. Right. The journal it gets published in is very, it, it's important because there are BS journals out there that are nothing but clearinghouses for studies. They're not, yeah, they're, you, it's worth looking at where, what journal it, it is the study is published in and that is not a, a, um, a clearinghouse for lack of a better term. And like my friend uh, Dolores, she's uh, she's uh, multiple masters in psychology and, and she's the one that that told me about this. And she would list all the ones like these are ones where they literally will publish anything. Right. Right. These are the ones that are that have that have historically been used. And so one of the reasons they get published is that that here's a chance for somebody else to look at it and replicate it. Well, the fact of the matter is studies are not being replicated. Not that they're not, that no one's even bothering to try them. Right. You know, maybe somebody will, and we'll hear about it years later. So we'll hear the, uh, you know, the something or such about a cup of coffee a day or whatever, right? And then you won't hear anything else about it. And somebody five years later will actually bother to go back to that study and try to replicate the results. And they'll go, wait a minute, we had completely different results. And so most of the studies these days are one-offs. They're not being replicated again. They're not being duplicated. And it's really that process. The whole idea of, of peer review is that, uh, that other f- doctors, whatever they are, psychologists, sociologists, depending on what the field is, are looking at the study and then also doing the work and thereby confirming it. Or saying, well, we couldn't confirm it, and then publishing that. But it's not happening. If it is happening, it's 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 really it was it was surprising. It was probably like single digit percentages. Wow. So unless it's something really significant, like the cancer kind of stuff, or that 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 is probably more likely. But the stuff we hear in the news on a daily basis, like, oh, you know, a study today showed that blah 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 blah. Chances are that won't even be touched again. Right. And yet somebody may grab that and go, hey, look at what this says and run with it. Right. Or disregard something that's that might be important. Quote unquote new age because well, because you can't prove it. I mean, it's sort of like the whole higher power, God, energy source versus there's absolutely nothing. We don't have any. Like you just can't really prove it either way. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to segue here on something that's important. And if you talk yeah. to a real scientist, right. and this is what I talked to my friend Dolores about. None of those fake ones. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say somebody that I know has an education in this and has studied it. There is no such thing as proof. There right. is none. Isn't that interesting? Any study you read is going to say 
indications are. Right. We have links to. And and people that want to discredit science will look at those and say, oh, well, it doesn't say that this is a fact. It doesn't say proof. Right. It says it's linked to or it's indicated of or blah, blah, blah. Well, all of them are like that. If you really look at the studies, and that's because scientists know that there is no absolute proof. They have done some, they are making a conclusion based on the observations they are making at that time. Somebody could come in later and have a different set of observations because it's a different set of eyes. So this idea of saying like, oh, well, we can't prove your, you know, your, your astrology or your whatever it is that you want to talk about, your spiritual this, that, that, well, Science has an element of that too. You know, don't don't go jumping right. on the high horse of that that science is an absolute proof. And you know, anyone that knows this says, no, it's not. Now, granted, after something's been studied over and over and over again and the results have been repeated again, that's when we start getting into these concepts of like the law of gravity, you know, this kind right. of stuff where it's been repeated so many times, it has not failed yet. Right. And that's where we get that definitive. So just for the, you know, just for a little balance, because people do want to put this weight on on studies. Right. It's not necessarily all there. Right. So, you know. Wow. Um, Henno, Monkey Tongue Productions, 2015. Talking about science. I like it. Wow. Um, I didn't. That's yeah. That's great. That's exactly. I mean, anyway. Yeah, and 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 Grant, the, there's a lot of nuances there that I grazed over. I'm talking in a general because this fashion. isn't actually the topic. We're kind of just yeah. trying to lay the groundhold, but I like that a lot. I appreciate that a lot. Um, and again, this is what I you know this is what I tell my clients. Like honestly, you have to be able to to go slow enough to go inside and see what's working for you. You, you have to, at some, you take suggestions, boy, that makes sense to me. Wow. I heard this today. That kind of lands. Let me try that out. If you can be willing to go slow enough to feel your way through some of this stuff, it can be really helpful because ultimately you are going to be absolutely the best judge of what works really well for you. If you, if you're able to try different things, yeah, you know isn't, what I mean? Isn't that the thing that really gets us motivated and really like, I know for myself, my own experiences, when I'm sitting with my chiropractor and we're talking about whatever it is that I'm going through and he says something like, you know, whatever he says. And I go, Oh, Whoa, that makes sense to me. I'm instantly drawn to it. I'm more readily, uh, I'm ready to jump for that solution. Right. You know, so find that person, find that system, find that method that makes you go, oh, that makes sense to me. If right. it resonates with you, your your chances of it becoming something sustainable is a lot greater than you going, well, I don't know, but I'll try it anyway. Now, sometimes we have to make that leap of faith. Right. But it's always better when we find, and I think this is where you're getting to is, is like last week we talked about find the pathway that more, that you most closely align to naturally. Right. Or use lots of them. I like lots of them, like different, different styles and different things for different parts. And if you're always finding that, no, that doesn't land for me. Oh, that doesn't resonate with me. Oh, then you maybe need to look at if you're being open-minded, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? And I we mean, have a podcast on that too. We, yeah. So, okay. So okay. this, so this podcast is on hunter and gatherer. So this is, so this is a, 
This is a story. This is an idea. This is some. Um, now this, this is from is, a book, right? This is not from a book. This no, is from a lecture, a talk, a lecture that I heard. It. And the woman's name that I got this from is um, Allison Armstrong. That's right. I remember her now. She's written several books. This is not in one of her books, as far as I know. Um, I could be wrong. I haven't done a ton of looking. I have. Um, listen to one of her books called Keys for the Kingdom, and she uses a different story to talk about um, men. And um, this one is basically hunters and gatherers and how we relate to each other. Um, Alison Armstrong is a very dynamic um, speaker. Uh, she does workshops, which I think she goes into this more. And some of them, I did two. I did two lectures with her over the wellness festival here a few weeks ago. Um, I thought I thought she was amazing. There were people that hated it that walked out. Um, it's a very uh, it's just a unique way of looking at things. And we're, we're basically talking about evolution back in the time when we used to be hunters and we used to be gatherers. Now. Just to lay a little bit more groundwork um, on this, this is a lecture I heard twice. You know, she kind of elaborated on it. I took some notes. I'm not an expert in this area. I've listened to one of her books. I thought it was really helpful, just the small little bits that I learned. And that's why I thought it would be fun to talk about because it's just, it's so interesting to me. Um, and it's just another piece of the puzzle. Like it's just another little thing that's, that's helping me understand myself a little better, helping me understand my relationship with the men in my life a little better. And, um, I, I just think you can't have too much information in this area. So, um, you can Google her. She's great. Um, I'll send, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put her link. Um, I haven't, she does workshops. I did just her lectures. I'm sure if this is something you're like, wow, this is really interesting. I'm sure it would be great. Um, I haven't really talked to any men that have read her stuff, but the women that I know that have read her books have found them to be incredibly helpful. So I don't know what the male perspective on that would be, but the women's perspective of these gals that I am friends with has been really positive. So basically, a hunter or a gatherer, are you a hunter or are you a gatherer? So it's not necessarily men and women. Women can certainly be hunters and men can certainly be gatherers. But as a general rule, and certainly the way that we have evolved, if you believe in evolution, the men traditionally were the hunters and the women were the gatherers. Now, because of the way that we've evolved and we've become so high tech and phys, you know, sophisticated, and then we went through the whole like women are equal to men thing, and now women, w women tend to switch back and forth between hunting and gathering a little bit more than men do, and men can certainly switch back and forth. But I. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm super goal orientated and I'm super into my career and I don't have kids. So I'm going to be way more, you know, hunter. I'm way more gatherer. It's so interesting. And when I talk to Rob, so, so basically, um, when we're talking about, so you'll just have to see what you think, what, it, what you think it, you are. And, and, and you'll notice, you know, one of the things that she really talked about is sometimes, um, you know, women do switch from hunting to gathering and gathering to hunting, depending on if they, you know, if they have a job or they have a project, they could go into hunt mode and kind of do some of these things we're going to talk about that hunters do. And then they may switch back into gatherer mode. Um, and I find that with myself um, quite a bit. So um, basically the bottom line on, we're going to talk about if your brain is hunting or if your brain is gathering and the purpose behind for both the hunters and the gatherers, our purpose 
of hunting and gathering is to survive. So basically... That's the common purpose. That's our bottom line. Okay. That's evolution. Like we do, we do what we do so that we can continue to live. I mean, yes, it gets super tweaked and all this crazy stuff comes about. And yes, there are some times that we sacrifice ourselves for others. But in, from an evolutionary standpoint, even if that's going on, generally speaking, it's to ensure survival, survival for the rest of the tribe. Right. So so it's interesting just to start with that and just to let that sink in a little bit, because, wow, you know, um, when I sit on the couch and eat too much ice cream, it's because there's some part of me that has been put into overload. And I don't know if I can survive it without this buffer or when I drink an entire bottle of wine every night. A lot of, you know, odds are if that's happening every night, it's a buffer because it's feeling so hard to survive. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so, so we're kind of, so we're, we're all on the same page there. We're, we're basically doing these things that we do that drive each other crazy perhaps, but it comes from our bottom line is we want to survive. Yeah. And it's not nowadays, it's not so much about, I actually want to stay alive uh, is it's more like, I just would like to be a little more sane. Right. Well, Maybe. Right. I mean, we are certainly you and I and people that are listening to this podcast, most likely we're certainly on a journey to be more sane. I think there's a lot of people that are still in. I need to do more. I need to have more money. I have to have a bigger job. I need to do be more successful. I don't think sanity is on everybody's priority list. Okay. Yeah. So we all have different priorities. We have different priorities and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. And one of the things that we do talk about in this podcast a lot, and I'm in love with this idea that we actually, a lot of us, we talked about this last week too, but a lot of us are in a position where you're right. We don't actually have to survive. We can make, we can put food on the table. We can put a roof over our heads. We can get to a job. We have a job. So, but we still we still operate from this chemistry of survival it's mode. Our instincts. When we, it's partly our instincts, and 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 we operate from this idea of because think about the plateaus that you've gotten to. I mean, I remember when I was in my twenties. If I had the job I have now, with the money I have now, with the husband I had now, I would have been like, "Oh my God, you girl, you got it going on." And yet now that I'm here, I'm like, "Well." It could be bigger. I could be, you know, living here. I could have this car. I could be making, reaching this many people. So we kind of just, we kind of, if we're not careful, we can kind of just stay in that. I need more to survive. But the truth is, is we maybe don't. And that's a whole nother thing. But I do think that people um, get caught up in that. And it's interesting that you say that because the other piece about it is when you start to feel really agitated or really driven, chances are you are in instinct mode. Like if you're like, I really like, I, it just doesn't feel right for me to do this or to stop doing that. Odds are that you are in instinct. I mean, we think we make all these decisions every day. Our brain is taking, our brain is taking in so much information all the time. I mean, and this isn't just from this model, like the, the power of habit book has done, there's some studies in there. Like we we go on our habits and we go from our instincts way more than we probably would like to think yeah, it's about. It's the difference between of when I, when, I, when I act and I react. Exactly. And when I react, I, I go back to that simple base level of who I am 
at my core as I've developed. Yeah. And sometimes even just acting like you just, you kind of, you roll out of bed, you go straight to the kitchen, you get your cup of coffee. I mean, you maybe didn't, you, your brain doesn't have to really be like, let's do this next. Let's go get coffee. You're kind of just. It's our autopilot part. Yeah. 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 Because we just simply don't have, we simply do that kind of thing. That's why it's hard to make new habits. You know what? Something I, I, I'm totally going to digress for a second, but something my mom said this weekend that really hit with me is my mom talked about creating new habits that are so strong that I have to think about breaking them. Right. And and I was like, wow, that was genius because that's how I'm finally getting to the point with having water. Right. I'm actually at the point where I have to co- actually actively think to not, you know, to do something other than water. And that's a great thing. And that's right. that, that idea of like, so we have habits that are so part of us. Right. We don't even think, and I'm sure that's part of surviving is we right. create habits. Right. That makes it, it makes And sometimes it, they stop serving us, but yes. Sometimes they do. But absolutely. If, and, and I think that was that when she said that, I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's where I want to get to. Like, I know it when, 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 uh, when I, the gym, I have to actually really, really actively consciously not go to the gym. I know that when I'm in that point in my life, I'm on the right track. You know, when I get to that point where it's like, oh yeah, I want to go work out today. You know, I can't say that I'm there right now, but <laughs> which is fine, and it's part but, of your thing, and that's a, we could totally yeah. we could totally get into yeah. that. That's really awesome. I mean, you're right. And just as another quick little side note on that, part of the reason why that water is becoming a habit is because you're kind of focused on that. You've decided that's important. You've made that a priority. Sometimes when we try to do too many new changes at once, it gets so overwhelming we don't do any of them. So that was a great. This isn't on the yeah, note. You just you just actually kind of segued into the next point in a way. Well, it is a little. Well, it sure is. Okay, so mm-hmm. here we go. So we're gonna go to the next place, which is which is attention. So if you're a hunter, you're gonna have single focused attention. So if you notice, if if you notice, you know, someone in your life, maybe if you're married to a man who goes to work. Um, or comes home from work and he comes home and he's not really there talking to you for a little while after work. Like they are so single focused usually on just doing one thing. If you're hunting, that's what you're doing. You're looking for the deer. You're hunting, right? I mean, you're not like, oh, hey, let's check out what's going on on that mountain over there. Oh, there's a waterfall. Isn't that pretty? You're like, no, you're hunting. You're hunting. Where's the deer? Is the deer by the waterfall? Let me look over there. Okay, it's not there. Okay, I'm going to look over at the mountain. But you're not, you have that single focus, right? So if you're a gatherer, you have diffuse awareness. So you can see where this information could be, could possibly be helpful. If you're in, let's say you're in a a more traditional relationship where you're a man and woman that are living together and he's got a big job and you have a job, but you're also kind of more in charge of the kids in the house. And he comes home from work and he's been, he's hunting. He's figuring out what he's going to do next. And you've got this diffuse awareness. Women have a diffuse awareness or gatherers, I should say, have a diffuse awareness. We're kind of like, oh, this is going on over here. Oh, that's going on over there. Oh, that's going on over here. The hunter's like, what? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just looking at this. And, and didn't you see that? It's, it's just, it's kind of, it can be crazy. But if you know that about each other, oh, she noticed something that I'm not going to notice. This is one reason why men have a hard time finding things in the refrigerator. Like if you don't <laughs> put it in the front, 
they can't find it. It's That's not funny. there. I looked. It's not there. That's so funny. Um, and it's and it's kind of cute, and it's great to know that because otherwise it can be really irritating. Yeah, I, I have a co- I had a coworker. He was a definite hunter. He he wanted to do one task at a time. He did not. It, if if there was a call on the radio for something else, or it, it drove him up the wall. He right. couldn't handle it. Now, right. This is why I'm good at my job. This is why my coworker Sean is good at his job because we're in gatherer mode. Right. We're we understand that multiple things are all going to happen at the one at, right. at the same time. Right. And you need to be able to handle it while it's happening. Right. And and that's why this was not a good fit for him. That this one coworker. Right. And that's why he eventually went off to do something else. Right. Because it really it, it he he was better off you know being working for another company where he would have his one thing at a time. Right. A very linear day. And, and I understand that when, when you're working for 65 different owners and, and renters and all that stuff, anything can come at you from any direction and you have to be a gatherer. Right. To a certain extent, although you could also say that you're hunting and the whole thing of it is being able to take care of all these different things. Because you're not actually doing other things that, while that you're I'm, hunting. But uh, that that I'm aware there are other things, but I can put them out of right. the way and focus on the single exactly. or part. Oh, and get that done. Right. So it's so it's a, so it's a model. And there's the other thing, here. yeah. Mm-hmm. So in, we're going to skip down to uh, we're going to do come back. But there's also the um, similar to the single focus and the diffuse awareness is the vision um, hunters track and gatherers scan. That's cool. I like that concept. Yeah. And you know what's really interesting about that is, again, generally speaking, more, men tend to be more masculine, tend to be more hunter. Women tend to be more feminine, tend to be more. But basically, this is part of the problem with driving. <laughs> with your significant. So Because funny. men actually, uh, and, and when you're in hunter, the tracking, they can see things in a particular way, women have this diffuse awareness that's they're kind of scanning everywhere, but that tracking actually makes it so that you can be a little more aggressive driving and and you know you're cool and you know it's great and the woman or the gatherer is sitting beside you just like, "Oh my god, oh my god. Are you did you see that?" Did you not see that? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's so interesting when she was talking about this, everybody in the room was laughing because we know who it. doesn't, who yeah. hasn't experienced that. Yeah. Like Sharon, Sharon has this insane ability to spot the deer on the side of the road and I did not see it right now, but I knew, ex- I knew what was going on behind me. Right. I knew what the cars three behind me and four ahead of me were doing at all times. Right. It was very, you know, I'm tracking right. the immediate thing. She's the one that catches the deer and she right. says, Oh, look out. And, and then, and then I, then I go, Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Totally. I totally know that. And your reactions, because of your genetic makeup and because of the extra testosterone, you actually can see things in a more linear way better than someone who doesn't have that. Fascinating. It's so interesting. Isn't it helpful to know that? So you could take this both ways. You could say, well, I'm tracking, get over it. Or you could be like, wow, my poor little gatherer is getting scared. I'm going to be less tracker mode just so she feels safe. Well, like for me, it, it, it reminds me that the, these are the things that I don't notice. So I need to pay more attention to this. Right. I go, I go, and I also go, and I need to listen to the person that has a skill that I don't have, but that's me. I, right. I look at, this is teamwork here. Right. You know, yeah, and, and that's and, a great way to look at yeah, it. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather do that than, oh, I got this. Well, you know, and, and you, leave the, me alone. I got this. The thing this. is, is <laughs> that you probably do have it and you do have it in a better way. And just knowing that is great. And then just knowing that she may, she may even know he does have this, but 
I still have this diffuse awareness that's making me nervous. So then you can try to find a compromise if that, you know, if that's well, because what you want. like what we talk about teamwork, right? We're better. We're better as a team than we are as, as individuals. Right. Excellent. Like it. Okay. So, um, the, the about is, um, is your brain about, so what are you about? So hunters are about a specific result. Yep, we're we're going to get in the car and we are going to get to McCall. What's the shortest way? How are we going to do it? How long is it going to take? How fast should I drive? What do I need? Blah, 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 blah. Specific result. We're going to end up in McCall. A gatherer is going to be more about, is it edible? Is it medicinal? Is it useful? Is it beautiful? So the thing about the hunters going out for the deer, they're, there, they're going, they're getting the deer, bringing the deer back. The gatherers are like, hmm, is this going to be poisonous? Is this going to be good? Do I like how it looks? Is it something that I think will be really useful? So we might take a trip to McCall and be like, well... Let's just stop in Boise for a little while and do some shopping and maybe just window shopping because it's beautiful and we're just enjoying it. And it's so, and then the hunter is like, seriously, you're not on my schedule. Dude, we're supposed to be on a call like three minutes ago. I can't believe we're still in Boise. The, the entering the store, a man and a woman enter a store. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. There's just, the, it, this is the truth. Mm-hmm. Women shop, men buy. Exactly. That's the, another the man great goes example. In to buy, the woman goes in to shop. There can be a little segue here and there. There's an open possibility of anything. Ooh, look at these colors. Look at this. And the man, all the man's thinking is, I know where the windshield wipers are. I'm going to go get the windshield wipers and I'm going to get back to the checkout. <laughs> so you can see where this is useful information for us to know about yes. each other. <laughs> so... Um, when it comes to position, so the hunter is committed. They, I, I, they're going to take in the information. <laughs> she said position. <laughs> I know you were thinking it. Somebody was thinking it. Stop, Stop it. Okay. So <laughs> back to serious. The hunter is committed. I'm in. Once you've made the decision, I'm hunting. Once I mean, this is what I'm getting the windshield wipers. You're committed. You're totally like, let's do it. The gatherer, the gatherer is like, nah, I'm going to just keep my possibilities open. I mean, you know, what if I want to do this? See, I or can what be, if I, I want to do that? I can be very gatherer in this regard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, okay, so here's an example of this. So you can see, so for me. So we bought a gym together, my husband and I, Rob, and he's like, okay, we're trainers. We're going to do this, this, and this, and and he's committed and he's doing it and it works really well for him. And I, I'm like, well, yeah, but I, I really like coaching too. And I think I might want to teach yoga and I want to run some retreats. And he's like, he's fine with all that, but he wants me just to pick one and be committed where I'm like, well, let's see what works. Let's throw some things against the wall. He's like... It's making him crazy. And so knowing that he's, once he's in, he's committed is good for me to know because I know I'm making him crazy. And then I can also realize and say, I know I'm making you crazy and I really don't want to make you crazy, but I have to just stay open to the possibilities because I'm just not quite sure. And if you were to use the, you know, he's sure he wants to go get the deer. I'm not sure. Do these berries look okay? Do I want to go there for the berries? Is that going to be a better way to go to the berries? Am I going to have friends that are going with me to get those berries? (laughs) Like, let me just keep my option. Am I going to be tired and need a nap on the way to the berries? Like, let me just keep my options open. 
And um, oh. I'm not saying, and he, I'm not saying that he can't be that way or that, but it, I am way more that way. And I realize, and I can, I can see how frustrating. I mean, after I went to this lecture, I'm like, oh my God, I'm driving him crazy. I'm making him nuts because he wants to hunt and kill and bring home the money and have us have the gym and have this great life. End of story. Here we go. It's just not that complicated, Angela. And I'm like, well, it kind of is. So it's just good to know. Oh, good. So there's our there's our thing. Okay. So is your brain, if your brain's in notice mode, so if you're a hunter, it's going to be, is it relevant to the results? Okay. Is it getting me, is it going to get, uh, I only care about it if it has to do with how am I going to get to the windshield wiper that I'm buying? Like how, it, give me what's relevant only to the results. Okay. The, the, the gatherer is going to be more like, um, is it, you know, going to bring all kinds of other things in? Like, is, is, is it, um, something that, that I like? Is it something that my tribe likes? Is it, is it something that's interesting? Is it something that's, um, how do we feel about it? Like, <laughs> no, no, I think that's a good, it, is, right? it, is it kind of like, like the gatherer is actually is considering the journey where like, and, and the possibilities of the journey or the, how the, or is it the gatherer is thinking like how the journey can occur where the hunter is just concerned about the journey? Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. The, the hunter's way more like, this is where we're going. This is what needs to happen. What's important for us to get there. The gatherer is like, yeah, but how's it going to feel on the way? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there, so it's interesting. No, that is interesting. It's fascinating how, like the as we're talking about this, I can I can find the places where I'm one way here right. or another way there. Right. Like especially with travel, is interesting is when when it's not a vacation thing. Right. Then I'm very purpose. Like I'm the hunter when right. it comes to this is where we're going. This is where we're going to get there. But when I'm on vacation, I'm very gatherer. Right. I'm I'm open for anything. Right. Like I you're don't not care. hunting. I'm not. You're not hunting. You're taking a break from hunting. Actually, that's a good point. So right. I'm on vacation. You're on vacation. So you're, rest, you're resting. You're doing that. It's good to know. It's good to know. Okay. So um, the, the hunter can get frustrated. Super frustrated. I am not getting what the results. This is super frustrating. You're not doing it. The way you should be doing it to get the results. This is, You're you, doing it wrong. You You're are doing super, it wrong. You are super frustrating. And this is another one where I really can see this in my relationship with my husband. Like, I, seriously, he's just like, really? He, he like he like picks up the tool that you're working with and says, just give me that, I'll do it. Like so many times when I'm doing something, I'm like, well, I could be listening to my music and let me adjust this. And he's like, oh my God. It's just so frustrating. Like, let me just do it for yeah. you. I'm like, okay, right? Um, fix, the, fix things. That's that. The whole, gatherer uh, can yeah. get overwhelmed because we're keeping this diffuse awareness going on, keeping our options open. Well, I don't know. What do I want to do? So our big thing is, oh my god, I'm so overwhelmed. So you can have I'm too so overwhelmed. Much, too there's, much coming in. There's so many choices. I'm so overwhelmed. Like a gatherer is going to be way more like I'm so overwhelmed. A hunter is going to be way more like I'm so frustrated. It's what's what's fascinating to me here is when I think about the terms just not specifically but kind of like loosely mm -hmm. it feels the same to me 
me being frustrated and me being overwhelmed elicits the same reaction in a way, mm-hmm. like in my gut. You mm-hmm. know, when I'm, if I'm listening to my gut, when I get overwhelmed and when I get frustrated, it feels the same. But I know that there's a difference. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to like really pinpoint it right now. I, I think for I think frustrated is more. Well, I think it's more masculine. It's like I didn't get what I wanted. Overwhelmed is like I don't know what I want. I'm so overwhelmed. I just don't even know what I want. The frustrated is I didn't get what I want. Oh, I guess in a way the the frustrated is you're still uh still targeting. You're still shooting for that that goal and and you're just not getting there and overwhelmed you're just you stop kind of in a way. Okay, so here's the definition for frustrated. Frustrated, it's an adjective feeling or expressing distress and annoyance, especially because of inability to change or achieve something. Okay, there we go. That makes Okay, sense. so let's look up overwhelm. I love I love Google. Don't you love Who doesn't love Google? Okay, overwhelmed. Bing people, Bing people don't like Google. Um, overwhelmed is, um, let's see, two, okay, so bear, two, the first definition is bury or drowned beneath a huge mass. So you're overwhelmed by something, yes. right? So something's coming over you. Takes you, yeah. And defeat completely. The teams see, overwhelmed their opponents. Yeah. Like you are completely overtaken. Too much of a thing to and you you're inundated. Yeah. So I think it is it does have to do again with the There's an element of you're not even making forward progress with overwhelm. No, it's you're completely with, with frustrated is you could also be not be making forward progress but you're still really trying. Right. Like and the, the fact that you didn't make progress is what's so annoying. The overwhelm Ooh, is almost that's like... that's a good point. Actually, the overwhelms were just like, what's the point? Well, the overwhelm was... And it's also like, I don't even know what I want to do. Actually, it's true. I'm like, so frustrated I didn't get here. I don't have any like, idea I, where like, I want to go. I don't even know how to deal with this right now. I don't now. even know where I want. I don't oh, even know good. where I want to go. There's so many options. There's so many berries. hey boo boo boy okay so uh, (laughs) okay this is my favorite one let's go get us a picnic basket this is my but Yogi what if the ranger finds out (laughs) screw the ranger boo boo okay we're just taking a little time out I think the headache's feeling better (laughs) okay good I'm glad to hear it okay um, here's my favorite one of the whole thing this is the one that Rob and I use and it's just so funny so when you're hunting and you're, okay, so let's, let's go back to we're in the cave and the hunter's going out to get the deer then they bring the deer back to the cave. Then they go back out and get another deer and then they bring the deer back to the cave oh, and then I they see. go yeah, out yeah, and then yeah, they get yeah. that and then they come back in. Okay, so the gatherer doesn't want, and the hunter's fine going back and forth, but the gatherer is like thinking this diffuse awareness, like there could be danger. I don't want to bring sense and um, bring a, you know, a trail of back and forth to the cave. I want to go out as far as I possibly can. And then on the way back, I'm going to gather everything in so that I only have to leave the cave once today, maybe twice. Bringing all the stuffs back. Everything in one trip. So this is so funny because this is me and Rob. Like he'll, he'll, we'll be shopping together before lunch and I'll say, okay, 
let's, what do you want for lunch? And he'll be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, okay, so let's get that. Now, what do you want for dinner? And he'll just look at me. And he's like, well, it's not dinner time. And I'm like, yeah, but let's just get it because we're at the store. That way you don't have to come back to the store. He's completely happy to just get lunch, go home, and then, oh, I'm hungry again. Later. I'm going to go yeah. back out to the store and get something else. I, I, I am like on overload. I'm like, we were just there two hours ago, three hours ago. I'm, I'm not going back to the store. He'll be like, really? I'm like, no. So it's so funny because it, it's been, it's actually been a source of like, frustration for both of us because I'm always like, what do you want? Let's plan ahead. He's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I need it. See, this is why Sharon and I are perfect together. <laughs> Cause we both are like, we'll go have lunch. And then like three hours later. So what do you want for dinner? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? Let's go but, do this. And then like, did you get anything for dessert? No. Should we go get some dessert? Oh my God. See, <laughs> I, literally can't, three I trips. cannot do yeah. that. Like I literally, and I've talked to some other so women funny. about this. Like, um, I have this one client who's <laughs> just awesome and she is, she doesn't have a job anymore. Her kids are grown. Um, her husband's retired and she, but she's like, she goes out, she does this, gets her workout in, does that, does this, does that, does this, does that. And then when she's home. Yeah, it's all done. Circles She's around. And it's she all circles done. Yeah. around. She thinks in her mind, I'm exactly like this. How is, what's the best yeah. way to get everything done in one in swoop? One yeah. She was like, that's totally on. That's exactly how I am. And her husband, who does all the cooking, actually, he's totally happy. Like they live, I don't know, 20 minutes away from the store. He's totally happy. Oh, I forgot that basil. <laughs> I'll be back in 40 minutes. She's like, Seriously? Okay. You know, so it's just so interesting to know that, but I do that with running errands. I'll do that. Like oftentimes I'll, I'll make plans at night and I'll just be like, dude, can't live, the, can't leave the cave. So now it's become a big joke because <laughs> now we know this about each other. And Rob's like, I'm going hunting. What do you need? What do you, that's so funny. And he's so cute because he's like, he knows. I'm in the cave. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I brought, you know, I brought like, even coming down here to podcast, I brought the dogs. I'm going to take yeah. them out on the way home. So I don't have to go home and get them and then go back out and take them out. Yeah. It's just the way my brain thinks. So anyway, that was one of my favorite little things. It's not even that big of a deal, but it's just so interesting. And now we, it's just such a thing. And I just notice it so much. Um, so there's another little thing in here. Um, I have the, I don't, it didn't really say what the brain part was, but, but men basically have 30 times more testosterone than women. So we're equal. We're not the same. We're equal as far as whatever, but we are just not made the same. Men have more testosterone and they, we forget that because we've made this big push that women are equal so we're trying to keep up with men and sometimes that's fine. And I'm not saying that we can't, but give yourself a break. If you're getting exhausted, trying to keep up with the hunter, they, you, testosterone is, it's, it's, it's gives you more fire, gives you more get up and go. Now is everybody 30 times more, no. you know, no, of course not, but as a, but as a general rule, men in general are built differently and they're built for hunting. So Again, it doesn't, and I think this might have been partly why some of the people walked out because they took it as this isn't feminist, this isn't equal. I think it's helpful information. Well, it's silly not to. That's silly. that's actually that's actually a biological. Well, fact. I just that, yeah that that's the part that's silly. Well, 
but I think part of it well, is, you, and I and don't take this lightly. You don't like the how because you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I'm leaving. Well, you know, and it All was right. very interesting because you know now that we've become now that women are hunters and do have big jobs and and they but they still are trying to gather and take care of the family and make sure the house. I mean, women are basically running themselves ragged. They really are. We've got lots of problems that are coming down the pike for women because we're trying to be both. Well, yeah. How all, all the right, time? So, so imagine how disastrous this can be if, in your nature, you're a gatherer, but you decide to gather with a hunter's approach. Right. That that's got to be confusing and right. tiring. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. So I'm, I'm 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 picking up what you're throwing down here. We're gonna go we're gonna go to the needs at the end here, but we're gonna talk about how we speak. So a hunter, uh, when a hunter speaks, they want to know what the point is, and they want to know what the problem is. What's your point? What's your problem? Yep, get to it. Come yep. on. What's your point? Chop What's chop. Your problem? What's your point? What's your problem? Chop chop. The gatherer, we want to hear the story. Well. What made you decide that you maybe wanted to do that? And who were you with? And were you having lunch or were you just having coffee? And which coffee shop were you at? And what time of day was it? And how did you feel while you were there? Anyone that has ever had extensive time in board meetings knows this. Because, like, I have seen both. I have seen the guy that's just chop, chop. Okay, is there any action needed here? Nope. Okay, next. Yeah. And then, and then I've seen the other type that just goes, okay. Now, <laughs> six years ago, when we discussed this the first time, this is how we need the history here, you know, and they'll go and they'll go through all the ancillary stuff to get to the point of finally saying, right. but we don't really need to do anything right now. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's interesting because um, one of the things that she points out in her book, and I, I read a blog, this gal wrote a blog about how she's um, telling her story to her husband. She's, you know, it's important. It's her story. And he doesn't remember her story <laughs> because he remembered the point of the story, but not all the details of the story. And, and it was a point of contention in the marriage because she was taking it that he didn't, you don't, you don't care. You don't love me. Yeah. You're, you're you don't want to hear the story. Yeah, and you, you forgot, you forgot this. You forgot this yeah, process. All these details. This was important. I told you all this stuff. But, but, but it doesn't have, but it doesn't, it, well, so at that point you try to figure, you try to be like, this is really important for me to remember you the details. And then the hunter can be like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't remember the details, but I remember the point. And the point is that yeah. you felt X, Y, and Z. So it's good to know that. That doesn't mean the hunter doesn't love you. I've, I've stepped in that bear trap. Right. Often. Right. Often. And I have no, and I, and I, and talk about feeling overwhelmed and frustrated. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I'm being brought, but, you know. But, but more frustrated I'm, than overwhelmed. Like more like, like I don't get this. This yeah, doesn't make sense like, to why, me. Why am I getting slammed on this? Right. Like I just, it's not, it's not personal. It's right. not against, it's right. not personal. I just, I just don't remember this. So I think it's a great tool for hunters to know that gatherers want to tell the story. I think it's a really good tool for gatherers to be like, you know, the hunters don't maybe want to hear all the details and find another gatherer to tell them the story. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's one. That's a trick and tool yeah. that works really well come, for come, me. Come to terms with that is like, okay, if when I'm talking to this person, this is the way this conversation right. is going to go. If I want it different, I need to go to another person 
that right. understands that. And Rob, yeah. my husband, my hunter, is not my only source of of hearing my story. Yeah. What? But we here's the thing: is we want our significant other to be the everything, yeah. and it's. I'm sorry, but that's just not realistic. And it's and it's really, in my opinion, I don't think it's healthy. Well, I see the the pro. I mean, yes, some people can pull it off for a while, but I see ultimately problems in relationships when people try to make their their significant other be their everything. Yeah, I mean, they. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that, honestly. Like I said, I, I know people pull it off, but it's just not sustainable. Like this is a lot of this stuff here is why I make lists on piece of paper everywhere. Because <laughs> I've I've become aware that in my brain I'm a hunter. But if I can add some pieces of paper and sticky notes all over the place, I become more gatherer. Well, and you can appreciate your gatherer. Yeah. You know, you kind of remember to listen. Remember to, you know. When we listen, the hunter is is listening for what's the point because they're going to the deer. They're, they're going to – so, so yeah. tell, what's your point? What's the problem? Yeah, how, how can I fix you? That's how you're listening. You know, we're telling you. But Let's so, get to the part where I fix so this. So anyway, I was feeling like this, and the hunter is thinking – What's the point and what's the problem? And the gatherer, when the gatherer is listening and the hunter's telling him like, you know, so I went and shot this deer today and then I brought it back and the gatherer is thinking, okay, what's this have to do with me? What's this, what do you need from me? Okay, what's this got to do with me? Okay, I'm going to have to help fix the deer for dinner. Okay, what does this have to do? Okay, we're, Where do I fit we're in all on set. This? Yeah, how do, how do I need to help you? Yeah, what do I need I, to how do? How do I fit in what versus, do you need for me? versus, uh, uh, how can I end this quickly? By, right. By well, and how, what, what do you, what do you need from me? What, what am I going to need yeah. to do for you? Do I need to clean the deer? Do I need to cook the deer? What do I need to do for you? What, what are you, you're telling me this story. What is it that yeah, you yeah. need? Yeah. Like how can I get involved where the hunter's literally going, how can I get this over with? Cause I got the next thing already going exactly. in my mind. <laughs> like, is this going to be long? <laughs> because, I love this um, so much. You know, I think it's I'm, so funny. You know, God, yeah. yeah. I think it's really cute. Okay. So here's some things that we need. So what hunters need? Hunters need space. They just need space. They're hunting. They need to be able to have that single focus for their specific result because they're committed. Who do you think they're hunting for? And uh, yeah, and give them space. So this is a term that that a lot of people use that like I didn't understand for a long time and this is idea of like giving space giving space for this, giving space for that. You didn't give me space for this, you didn't give me space for that, blah blah blah. I switched the word space with permission. Oh, interesting. And then I started to understand these concepts. I didn't give myself permission to do this. I didn't give you permission. I was, and this is where the idea of space comes in, is when, when we're not allowing space, we are narrowing our approach. And we do this sometimes with ourselves and we do this with other people. We don't give them the space. And what's the worst thing you could do to a gatherer? Restrict their space. Well, totally. Except for gatherers, what they need more than they need space is they need inclusion. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So hunters are, I mean, and if you, if you ever just observed a group of men watching a sports event, they could pretty much be, they're like, oh, yeah, check that out. And then they're totally laser focused on the sporting event. If you watch a bunch of gatherers watching a sporting event, we don't even know what the score is. We're busy interrelating with each other. Yeah. How did it go? See, I know so, that's weird about the whole idea of, 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 of it's true that 
This idea of space and that hunters need more space doesn't make sense to me. So they they just they don't need to be part of a group as much as women do, as much as gatherers do. They just don't need it. Now it's a little different because you have your recovery groups and you've learned to ask men for help and you've learned to relate with men, but think back prior to recovery. I mean, Rob will say this. He never had an honest conversation with another man. He's got space. He's a hunter. He doesn't need the fluff. He, you know, and even when it comes to like super tight friends, like hunters just don't need as much as the gatherers. And it makes sense because even if you were hunting in a group and you're hunting for the deer, you're not necessarily making a lot of noise, having a lot of whatever. So the idea of being in a group limits your your freedom to operate. Well, is, it's, in it's, the, you're going to scare the you're yeah. going to scare the deer well, off. The, the, yeah, this is the thing: is too many hunters in an area. Now you can scare the deer off. Right, Whereas and if, if you're, you're out solo, there, yeah. All right, okay, I get it. From and that the, standpoint. the gatherers okay, okay, okay. are more like okay, they're okay with the group. Well, did you see those berries? Those are not good berries. Like the, yeah, it's through yeah. story that we kept the rest of the tribe yeah. safe, and we can get more stuffs and bring it back all together in one trip rather right. than multiple trips because we're inclusive. Right. Okay, I'm 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 I'm, I'm picking that so, up and, now. And again. You know, this is We're evolutionary. This is not like everybody, every single no. thing is going to fit. But that was the the one thing you're going to really you're going to really uh, relate to is the transition time. And yeah. we've talked about this before. Hunters, they have that single single layer layer. They are not. They are generally speaking not able to just stop hunting and then move into a different area of hunting. So they come home from work oftentimes. See if you notice this. If you're living with a man, if you're a woman listening to this podcast, if you're living with a man, see if you notice when he comes home, if he has a certain routine where he has to, you know, come in and take off his jacket and it goes over here and then he goes and he sits on the couch for a little while with the TV or he does something else or whatever. I mean, I notice the transition time in the morning because I'm such a morning person. I get up and I'm like... Let's go. And I'm this and that. I got the diffuse awareness. I'm like, this is going on. This is going on. When Rob gets up, he gets up. He does a few things downstairs. I have his water down there for him. He comes upstairs. Good morning. Pours coffee. Gets the iPad. Checks the weather. Transitions into life. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and I don't bug him. And, and, and don't mess with the routine. And dude, don't like, start saying, uh, how's your day? What are you doing? Yep. How are you doing? What do you want to do? What do you want to do tonight? What do you think you want to do this weekend? Yeah, you're messing with the routine. You're messing with the transition. The transition, yeah. The transition. He needs time to transition. Then he goes to work. And then after a couple of clients, I'm like, you got a break. He's like, yeah. So I find out if he needs my help. The night before. Yeah. I don't talk to him over coffee. Yeah. He's friendly. He hugs me. He's darling. He does not want to think about what's going on. He wants to have his coffee and check the weather. <laughs> He's transitioning. That's just the transition I really noticed with him. He's a little bit more like that after work, but more so in the morning. So hunters want to transition. Gatherers, they need, um, they need zone out time. So I don't know if any of you gatherers have ever noticed this, but this is really true for me. Um, when I, at the end of the day, I need time to be caught up in someone else's story, either reading a book, watching TV. Uh, for me, it's watching TV. It's just zone out. I'm, wa I'm, I'm listening to someone else's story. I'm not 
worrying about what do you need from me? What do I need to do for a little while? And it's a different amount of time for different people. But here's the crazy thing. And this is so true, is that if you get interrupted during your zone out time, it resets and you have to start it over. And you can get really, you can have a really cranky gatherer on your hand because they don't get, they get their story interrupted. So that's one of the things that the hunters can do for the gatherer. This has been another really helpful thing at our house. Don't bug me. Like I'm not in transition. I'm in zone out mode. (laughs) It's kind of the same thing. Don't bug me. Yeah. And this is, and this is important where we talk about, you know, express yourself, communicate, right. uh, express the rules, right. the, you know, that, that this is the mode I'm in right now. Right. And just so you know. Right. And, and cause that, that takes away some of, so much of the confusion, like, well, Hey, didn't you see the body language? This right. is where I'm at. It's right. like, no, don't assume people know what mode you're in. Well, and that's why I think that that's why I loved going to this workshop because I didn't even really actually know that that's, I mean, Yeah, I kind of knew I needed to do that, but I didn't really realize that that's actually part of my instincts, just like shutting my brain down for a little while. Yeah. You know, I've kind of judged it a lot. Like, why do I need this? You know, like, can I just, why can't I just keep going? Because Rob's not really like that. And I need it more than other people. Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know, but I've judged it. And I remember talking to one of my friends and she's like, this is your story time. This is your campfire time. We don't have campfires. We have TVs. Stop judging it. And I was like, okay. And that really helped me. And then, and now that I know this and Rob knows this, I don't have to every night be like, I need my zone out time. I don't have to do that. He knows that. I know that we just have, you know, we kind of understand that. You know what I mean? It's great because now, and, and now the thing is, is that, now knowing that I'm really careful about not getting erupted and I tend to not need as long. Yeah, that's exactly. That's But I didn't really yeah. realize that it kept getting reset. Like I just yeah. didn't really put it together. I was too busy judging it. Why yeah. are you watching so much TV? But now I'm like, okay, it's zone out time. Yeah. And 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 now, you know, and I used to be like, oh, he's going to come home and see me watching TV and I'm going to be so, you know, I had to make sure I get up. Now, like he came home last night and I'd been, I last, I was really tired last night. I needed a long zone out time. And he was like, I'm going to take the dogs out. I'll see you in a little bit. Like, I was like, thank you. It's just great. It's just, it's, it's just great. Um, okay. Hunters need, they need support for the plan. Capital letters. They have the plan. They need to. They plan it, they implement it, they complete it, they repeat the plan. And here's the thing that's very interesting that I didn't know, but most hunters are warriors, and with warriors, it's important to conceal the plan. Mm, That's interesting. We don't want people to know about the plan. (laughs) That could be a disaster. But the problem is, is that the hunter could conceal the plan. So we are hunting the trip to McCall, we're going to get there. This isn't a vacation. This is, we're going to get there. We've got to get, the plan is we're going to blah, blah, blah. We're going to go straight through Boise. We're going to get right to McCall. We're going to be there by seven o'clock. Let's not tell anybody. So there's no problems. And the gatherer's like, oh, we're going to stop. Maybe we'll just stop in Boise. Maybe we'll take a side trip over here. Maybe we'll stop. And it can just throw the hunter for a loop. But the gatherer didn't know about the plan. So good to know that sometimes the hunters aren't going to tell us the plan. And maybe as a hunter, good to maybe say to the gatherer, I just want you to know there's a plan. 
That's you know that's a great point. Is is at least let the gatherer know that there is one. <laughs> and, so the gatherer's not going and like, do you have any idea what the heck's going on? <laughs> and the hunter yes, may not be listening to this podcast, and you may be the gatherer listening to this podcast, and you're like, oh my gosh, my hunter has a plan. Okay, maybe. So there's a, so many ways you could go about that. Like yeah. if you get like if you go into like we Rob and I our first. <sighs> I don't know, half of our relationship. We've been together for 16 years. I'd say the first eight years of our relationship. Before we got married, I was like, we're never getting married. We cannot go on trips together. He would drive me crazy. We get along like just magic here in town. And it's like oil and water as soon as we get on an airplane, in an automobile, out of our comfort zone because he freaks out. He wants to get there. I want to enjoy every single minute that we're not at work and we're on vacation. Oh, my gosh. So how helpful is this to know that he's got the plan to get us there, then we can have fun. How helpful for me to know that and beforehand to say to him, listen, this particular trip, we're going to have a two-hour layover. I'm planning on enjoying myself in the airport. What can we do for you so that you can relax and be part of the plan? And also, I know if the flight's delayed, he's going to get super agitated. I try to feed him some chocolate, and I'll be like, I'm going to go walk over here and do some shopping and just leave him. Because he's agitated, don't fix it. We're getting thrown off plan. It's very agitating to the hunter. Let him be agitated. Don't try to fix it. That's like my dad. He doesn't care how early he gets to the airport. Right. He just wants to get there. And once he's there, then he can pick up his book. Right. Because at least he's there. Right. That part is done. Right. And anything that delays that is like just messing with the plan, which is get to the airport. So if you know that, then you can just be like, okay, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. You know, or like I like I know this about Rob now. I know that if the plan is thrown off because a plane is delayed, we missed, you know, the flight didn't get in. We didn't get to get, I know it's going to be a mess. And instead of being upset with him about it, I can just be like compassionate. Like my poor little hunter's plan. Sorry. And then just let it go. Let him be agitated. So here's the other part about this is if I had somebody come up to me and start telling me, well, this is how you are because you're a hunter and you're this. And of course, this is why you do things. I would get so pissed off. Right. I don't want to hear it. Right. I'd rather you understand that this is a part of my personality and do your little implementation that you need to do. Right. But to come up to me and go, oh, well, I know why you're doing this is because you're a hunter or either the other way around. If right. you know, it should be equal. It's like, you know, oh, well, you know, of course you're like this because you're a gatherer and blah, 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 blah. And, and right. I'm sitting there just going, you know, yeah. Right. I agree. I mean, it, it, you know, when, when I, when I was hearing this, I just kept thinking, oh my God. This is me and Rob. Oh my God. That's me and Rob. Oh my God. So what happened when I came home? Cause I, he didn't go, this yeah. is not his deal. He won't even listen to this podcast. I mean, he just isn't, that's just not his deal. He doesn't listen to podcasts. He doesn't want to, you know? Um, but what I did when I came home, as I said, I went to this really cool workshop today called hunters and gatherers. Do you want to hear about it? And he was like, Mm, all right. And so then I just was like, okay, so I just want you to know this really cool little thing that I learned about myself. I'm a gatherer and I like yeah. to go out of the house and make it all come back in one fatal. So I kind of went through that one because I was like, this is, and I said, I think you're a hunter and you don't mind going out for several trips. And I think I said, I think this is kind of something that causes us. So he's like, yeah. And now it's turned into this big joke slash funny thing where he at night if we have if i haven't gathered enough for us he's like i'm going hunting 
and it's yeah. just so cute. But it helps you relate and communicate. But I did. I didn't it's come how home. You did it. I didn't come home and say you're a hunter. This is what you're doing. This is why you're blah blah blah. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. And I didn't. And he doesn't know half of this because it hasn't really come up. And by me changing and me just knowing this about him and me just knowing this about myself, uh, he doesn't need to hear this. Yeah. And I can explain, you know, I've explained, I, I did tell him a couple of other things and, um, I just said, you know, cause we've have we've have had that thing in the car where he's driving, he's got the track air. I'm blah, you know, and I, I try looking away. I try looking down. It makes me so nervous. And, and I did say to him, I said, you know, that you can see things that I can't see. Yeah. And it kind of makes me scared. And I said, I do trust you, but I just want you to know that I'm kind of scared when I drive with you sometimes. That, that's the and, only and thing you can do. You don't have, and you don't yeah. have to change. And then I have the option to change if I'm going to drive with him or, or and then he can decide if he wants to continue doing that. But I couldn't agree more. Like I do not recommend. And it's really interesting. If this is really, if you guys are finding this interesting, her book called keys to the kingdom, it is, um, it's about a woman that studies men and it talks about the evolution of men and being able to understand men better because as women, Understanding men better makes our life easier and makes our life better. And um, whether the man knows that we're doing this or not doesn't really matter because if we understand him and do things around the way that his brain is working, he's going to respond to us differently because of how we've responded to him. That has definitely been my experience. And you don't have to even tell them. And then they may be like, what's going on? We're getting along really well. And you could be like, well, I listen to the keys of the kingdom and I just, you know, I'm giving you more space instead of trying to talk to you. They may never ask you. They may just, you know, it's a really interesting Well, in a concept. way I kind of jumped ahead because number four is appreciation. And, and that is kind of where I'm getting at is I'm very much aware of my limitations already. Right. I don't need to hear them, have them repeated or have them detailed. I'm pretty much aware of my limitations. It's discouraging to me to have somebody point out my limitations. That's just a part of who I am. Right. Now, when somebody comes at me with some encouragement right. from the standpoint that they appreciate my hunter side and what it does as a benefit. Right. That is way better. I, right. I'm listening. I'm I'm with you on this. I appreciate that. I I want to be. I'm more willing to become a little more gatherer and a little more inclusive. Then, well, and also, what if you kept reading on that little paragraph? If you're getting appreciated, because the the big point is is appreciate your hunter. Because who the heck is the hunter hunting for anyway? If you're in a relationship with somebody, even if you're in, who's they who they're hunting for they're you? Hunting for you, yeah. Right? They're so, doing so what they them, do. Give so them some even, energy if, back. even if they're not doing it the way you would do it, which they're not, if you're a gatherer, which is exactly as it should be, yeah. then you appreciate them. And it's also a way not only of um, not criticizing, but also of that is by feeling appreciated, the hunter gets refilled, gets refueled, gets rebooted, yeah. gets filled up. And it does say underneath gatherers that they also need appreciation. Like mm -hmm. if we can just appreciate the differences in each other, it's so helpful rather than like you're saying. And 
and from an energy standpoint, um, you're going to get, it's, it's, it's not rocket science, but it is kind of cool to understand that. And, um, I didn't know if you kept reading that paragraph, but with under the hunters, they have a keen sense of awareness of limitations and they hope to get their energy back. There's, you know, men are way more sensitive than women, as I think, than women give them credit for as a general rule. I certainly, when I was in my 20s and 30s, did not see that in men. I didn't understand that. Um, I started understanding that when I got sober and started looking at my side of the street more and started realizing that there's two sides to it. But as a young woman and growing up with the, you know, at the age when I grew up, like we really, it, I felt very adversarial with dating and relationships when I was in my twenties. Like they just want sex. I want a relationship or I just want sex and they want more from me than, I, you know, it felt very adversarial. And the thing is, is I wish I would have known some of these things yeah. about us to realize that. But, um, you know, women can be very critical of men and vice versa. Don't get me yeah, wrong. So you see what I'm generalizing saying? Here, yeah. But, but, but. We, I think part of the reason is because we think men are tougher than they are to the criticism, right? Whereas it's, it is just like you pointed out. I mean, and you're very in touch with your feelings and you, you're also sober, which I think is huge because we really look like we talked about last week, that, that suck robot, like what buttons yeah. get pushed and what yeah. happens. But I think that when women do that to men, it sets us up to be more adversarial. And I think that men being um, appreciated for who they are and that they, they do have this side of them that they really, as hunters, it's hard for them to expose their weaknesses to women. And if we're constantly on them, they're not going to do that. So it kind of falls on the gatherer. It kind of falls on the women to start this chain of events. And then the hunters will respond because they, I think that we've been set into a dynamic where it's just, the battle of the sexes we're we're there someone has to say i know you know i'm gonna give this to you i appreciate what you're doing and that's gonna start to change the energy now i'm not saying that the men can't do that also but i really feel like the way the dynamics set up it, it if it starts with women we're gonna have really good luck well it goes back to space then you know, and, and this is, the, it doesn't matter who the role is. We can always do this is, right. is if, if, is if, you know, if the woman is in hunter mode, then, then bolster the hunter, right? Do what you can to, to get the huntress out there, right. out there hunting. And part of that is giving space and all these other things. They all kind of wrap back around on each other right. because Agreed. when you're in, when, if you're in huntress mode or hunter mode, it doesn't matter. Hey, mm-hmm. let's go back to frustrated, Mm-hmm. You know, and if you feel like you're being, you know, like, hey, I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying, I'm trying to do my hunting, boom, I'm going to go into frustration. I'm going to, you know, and that's the way it is. And we, we rotate in and out of these all day long, depending on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think mm-hmm. I've, I can see this after going through all this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and part of these are even with, with myself. Some of it is, is, is with my, you know, while I'm at work. Most of the time it's with my partner. I mean, Sharon's great at supporting the hunter. Mm-hmm. She's always been that way and I appreciate it. And that's when I have to remember, okay, now it's time for me to, to let her know that. Exactly. Say, hey, I appreciate when you, you know, appreciate me and let me be me. Right. You know, let me be the best me I can now. And, and, and that's where I want to transition though and say, okay, how can I help you? Right. Am I not doing something in exchange? Right. 
but that's the part of me that's you know it's you know we all we all fit somewhere in here either to one extreme or another and sometimes a little bit in the middle and i i like how you brought up when um that 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 the when the gatherer is in hunter mode that she needs to be supported too because it is true and women are in in hunter mode so much more than they used to be from an evolutionary standpoint and you know um i think that it's true and i definitely get that at my house too like he gets frustrated that we're not getting to the point but then if i am able to understand myself enough to be like i'm hunting i'm not having any luck with this particular hunt <laughs> you know i need more time i need whatever then he's he's been really good about hearing that because i understand that about myself so i can ask for what i need you know if we don't know that about ourselves yeah and if we don't feel like we're worthy, there's that's a whole nother thing. But yeah. we're, you know, I, I think you're right. I'm really glad you brought that up. And I agree with you. We can. And I just think it's more information. It's just a fun little idea, just throwing it out there. I well, mean, it's yeah. not it's not perfect. It's not exact. It's not a science. It's a story. It's another tool that we can use another to get ourselves into the solutions yeah. that make things work better. Because as you said, when I was younger, I didn't understand this either. Right. And I can think back of lots of relationships that just got to a point of this isn't working. There, We were at loggerheads, whatever it was. We were right. just budding because there was a lack of understanding, a lack of communication. A lot of it has to do with maturity, life experience, and that kind of stuff. But the, the really thing, the bottom line for me was, is I just didn't have the knowledge to know how to get into a solution. Right. And so I was constantly reacting rather than acting. And as I got older and I learned something new, and sometimes it was about being given permission. And that right. was a huge thing for me was, and this is where that term space comes in again, is I would be sitting in my transition phase and I've got said, you know, partner coming up all bubbly in my face, like, well, what are we going to do? I'm like, can't you see in transition? Right. You know, can't you see this body language? This is and Hunter in transition. Well, because it's, it's, it's her, her thing was this. Well, if you're in that phase, just tell me. Right. I'm okay with hearing it. Right. But this Hunter has said, you know what? I need you to leave me alone for about 45 minutes and then I'll be fine. Right. I, I, I've said I need to be left alone and the other person got hurt. So it was kind of like I was shell-shocked. Oh, I can't express this thing because I know what happens oh, when I express yeah. my needs. It gets thrown back at me right. because the gatherer took it personally right? rather than just understanding that this is just a part of my nature. Right. And so when I was finally given, like it was weirdest thing ever to say, oh, you mean I can just tell you, can you give me a half an hour right now? And then, and then I'd love to have this conversation and that's okay. And right. when I found that out, I was like, wow, this is great new information. I'm right. going to have to practice this. And wouldn't it have been cool if your partner would have been able to go to an Allison Armstrong workshop and find out that you're just doing what hunters is do? Is natural. Yeah. Those previous partners. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the thing that was great. So it's, it's just, just that, kind yeah. of a cool tool to yeah. know. And then, and then from there, wow. Hey, we just, we just eliminated a whole bunch of frustration in our relationship right. by learning a little bit about each other and learning how to communicate it. And I, and I bring it into my relationship today. Right. So that you don't have to, every time you're transitioning, say, can I have time to transition? Like yeah. you don't have to do that every time. Like you start to kind of. Because we learn. You learn. And we adapt. Yeah. So anyway, I just think it was, I don't know. I Fun hope topic. you guys, I hope you guys liked it. 
Um, now, Allison this has a Armstrong, part two? This has a part this two? This doesn't have a part two. That was the whole that thing. That was the thing, huh? I okay. was worried we went, well, we went way over. It's an hour and 20 minutes. So oh, okay. we, I was, I thought we were going to break it into two, no, we but are, we did the whole thing. Hours. And um, hopefully you guys liked it and found it interesting. And um, we'll be back with you next week. Yeah. You can find me at goingtoangeles.com. I don't have a blog on this one. This is really specific from a workshop from Allison Armstrong. I just didn't really want to... Um, I don't really want to put more. I mean, we've talked about it. I put my spin on it enough, but I didn't really want to write that out. Um, I do have a new blog up this week um, about something that I think we may podcast about next week. But if you want to sign up and get a weekly inbox hit of um, supportive blogs to this podcast or just something else, um, you just go to my website at goingtoangelas.com and you can sign up. And um, I'm at Angela's Gym on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram and you can find Heno at Ida Heno Ida Heno and um, love your feedback love to hear if you are like have some ahas I'd love to hear if you guys have some ahas like I yeah aha because I had some ahas and I really enjoyed it I was like okay this is cool this is cool anyway thank you so much for listening it's great to be back in the studio Monkey Tongue Woo-hoo. Productions we love you we appreciate you so much and we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye